Welcome to the Forward Focused Flashcast. If you're joining for the first time, we're honored you're here. And if you're returning, welcome back. We're going to break from our normal uh, episode where we give you quick tips. And instead, what this episode is going to be focused on is this, the challenge of change. So here's my question to you or my call to action. If in the last three months, six months, or even three years with COVID and differences in our society and where the economy is going, if at any moment you have felt that change is happening really rapidly and you're not certain how to lead your team or yourself through that, give this episode a full listen and download the resource doc after because I think this document could be really great to put in front of your team and talk through specific examples of how that doc applies to what we're going through today. That will make sense in a second. So let's hop right into the content now. So a couple years ago, uh, a dear friend and mentor of mine, Tom Kotzian, uh, who's no longer with us, uh, gave me a document, just four pages long. And uh, this document is called The Challenge of Change. And what, what I want to do in today's conversation is I want to read different pieces and experts, excerpts excuse me, from this document and how it may apply today. And so... I think we can all agree that in today's environment, there's a lot of change uh, that's happening, whether it's in business or politics or science. We can sometimes be overwhelmed with uh, the change that's being thrown at us in a variety of directions. So as a leader, as an aspiring entrepreneur, as somebody that wants to be their best personal or professional self, I think really embracing the challenge around change and the four main components around change and how we adapt as humans is a helpful dialogue to have. So let, let's dive into it. So it starts, this article starts and it says, recently a group of Amish people pulled up stakes from the religious settlement in the Midwest and moved to a remote area in Peru. When asked the reason for doing so, one of them responded, we got tired of having to move our wagons to the side of the road to let cars go by. They were of course voicing their frustration from the resistance to change. How many people today get tired of moving their wagons to the side of the road to let cars go by? How many of us are constantly being upset by the inconvenience of having to step aside as the world rushes by? This is the challenge of change, and it's a pretty good question for you to face and perhaps do something about. If I'm able to take notes, I would write this next piece down. Humanity's greatest problem in the days ahead may not be pollution, population growth, or the hydrogen bomb, it may be the acceptance of change as a way of life. There was this study done by a Canadian neurosurgeon, and he talks about the experiment he did. I won't bore you on that, but this is what he found in this study. People find it difficult to change. They fear the uncertainty of it. They often see it as a threat to what they find secure today. It upsets their established patterns of their behavior and so they resist it. Here's the thing. What's a problem for the individual will ultimately become a problem for your organization. If you have a group of individuals resisting change because they have a pattern of behaviors that they've fallen into, your company or organization becomes complacent. And ultimately, your company resists change. 
there was a question asked to several large companies years ago that said, what is the greatest problem you face today? And without exception, some form of an answer came back every single time with the problem of constant change. A marketing director of a large biomedical company said this, when we go to bed at night, we face the fact that by morning, our product knowledge, our marketing strategy, and our methods are more obsolete than the day before. Change is a constant and daily thing for our company. On the other hand, the training director of an old established company um, in sales countered by saying this, change is not as difficult for the new company as it is the old one. We must change or we'll go out of business. The drastic changes we have found necessary are almost impossible for many of our people who have been doing the same things for 10, 15, or 20 years to actually accept. So the startups have a benefit because they have that startup mentality of doing new things, right? And that's the whole idea of disrupting something versus changing something. So as an individual, we need to consider embracing change. So there's four areas that we're going to dive into now around change and how we can apply it. The first is why even fight it? And again, if I'm able to take notes, I'd write this down. If not, come back and listen to this because I think this is a key point. Why fight it? Perhaps the individual who wrote the following paragraph was voicing the anxieties of most people living in an age of rapid change. Check this out. The world's too big for us. There's too much doing, too many crimes, casualties, violence, and excitements. Try as you will, you get behind the race in spite of yourself. It is an incessant strain to keep pace and you still lose ground. Science empties its discoveries on you so fast that you stagger beneath them in hopeless bewilderment. The political world witnesses new scenes so rapidly that you're out of breath trying to keep up with them. Everything's high pressure and high stakes. Human nature cannot endure much more. Now, when you hear that, does that seem familiar to you? Does that express maybe some of the sentiment or feelings you're experiencing right now in your personal life or in your, your, your career? Does that sum up how we feel on a daily basis? Before you jump to any conclusion, we should point out that those words were published in the Atlantic Journal in 1837. That could have been written yesterday. Change is constant, so why are we fighting it? Why are we so resistant to it? The point is this. There is nothing modern about this problem of change. It existed when we first discovered fire. The difference, it's not the change, but it's our reaction to change that's the root problem. And the answer should be obvious by now. Change is a fact of life. Learn to live with it. Your company's going to change. The people around you are going to change. Your environment's going to change. The tools and how you live are going to change. Think about the iPhone from 2008 to 2022. Society, culture, and technology will continue to change. So instead of fighting it, why not accept it and learn to enjoy it as a part of this crazy adventure of life? Why not be one of those rare, treasured individuals within a company or an organization that says, let's get behind these changes the company's trying to do and feel are necessary and see what we can do to help make it work. Be a part of the answer, not a part of the problem. Which leads to number two. We move from why fight it to seeing the bigger picture. Learn to look for the bigger picture, the significant larger values that are gained by employing this change. 
It's true that most change occurs through sacrifice, at least at first, and inconvenience, but the end usually justifies any frustrations to get there. You'll be a happier individual if you can train yourself to hold your mind to the ultimate goal of the benefits of the change, rather than the apprehension, the fear, the hardships, or the anxiety of the temporary frustrations. If you find yourself looking back, I don't know how many of you have heard the statement of the good old days or back in the day, right? Well, listen to this. If you're one of those people that makes those comments or, or resonates with that, I wanna read to you a seven point journal log for a white collar worker in 1872 from a carriage manufacturing company in New York, okay? This is from 1872. These are the, the rules for somebody working there. Number one, office employees each day will fill their lamps clean their chimneys, and trim their candle wicks. Number two, each clerk will bring a bucket of water and scuttle of coal for the day's business from home to work. Three, make your pens carefully. You may whittle nibs to your individual taste. Four, men employees will be given an evening off each week for courting purposes or two evenings if they go to church regularly. Number five, after 13 hours of labor in the office, the employee should spend the remaining time reading the Bible or other approved books. Number six, every employee should lay from each pay a goodly sum of his earnings for his declining years so he will not be a burden on society when retired. And lastly, the employee who has performed his labors faithfully and without fault for five years will be given an increase of five cents a day in his pay, providing that profits from the business will per permit that. I think we can all agree that change is a good thing. <laughs> uh, change in our workplace, change in how we're paid, change in how society has been structured around expectations of time off and work-life balance. Could you imagine that after 13 hours of working, you are then expected to read the Bible or another approved book, right? And you're being mandated on how many evenings you're able to have off per week. And this was a white collar job in 1870s New York. So right there is an idea that, you know, change is something for the bigger picture that can be good. Number three, develop habits of change. This is probably my favorite. So you live your life by habit, right? We've trained ourselves from a, a child to respond and behave as we do today. Breaking habits can be unpleasant and can take a lot of time. Change is difficult because it means we're changing habits. Why not make change a habit? Why not make your life a little bit more fun by learning something new, by learning to live with change instead of the boring routine? Let's, let's look at that. Maybe it's as simple as tomorrow you take a different way to work on your commute. Maybe you get up 15 minutes earlier and you walk around um, your house outside and get some fresh air before you hop in the car and commute. Um, maybe you talk with your spouse or partner and have a cup of coffee tomorrow morning and you haven't been having conversation until later in the day and it's already noon, one o'clock, two o'clock in the day and you haven't even talked to your partner except for goodbye, I love you. Maybe break that pattern up and have a conversation in the morning. So maybe it would be as simple as having lunch with different people. Um, maybe loosening up and saying a few kind words to an employee that you're not as close with. Maybe s smiling and waving at the, the male person. Just for one day, see if you can embrace and, and break up your routine, and that is one step towards change. The big changes won't be so difficult if you've been 
embracing little changes every day leading up to these bigger changes. It reminds me of the example they have here. It says, you won't be like the African Bushman who was given the new boomerang and then spent the rest of his life trying to throw the old one away. It's kind of some humor, right? So let's wrap this up with the benefit of change. And how does this apply to your business? How does it apply to your leadership style? How does it apply to your life? Out of every change comes some personal benefit to you if you look for it with enough faith and enough persistence. We're reminded of this not long ago by an elderly gentleman that we met. He was describing the hardship imposed to him by change. He said this, I had a little restaurant outside of Corbin, Kentucky. 90% of my business was tourism. Then they built a new highway seven miles away from the restaurant and I had to close down. I was 66 years old and the only money I had was coming in from social security. My wife and I discussed our misfortune and I remember saying to her that out of every adversity comes a bigger and better opportunity. If a person will just look hard enough and be patient. We decided to start looking. I took a $105 social security check and hit the road in my old car trying to sell some of my recipes that my customers had enjoyed for years. That was the beginning of a franchise empire that made me a millionaire. This was Colonel Harlan Sanders of Kentucky Fried Chicken. 66 year old, embraced the change, became a multi-million dollar franchisee. The rule here, or the lesson here, is to look for the bigger and better opportunity rather than becoming mirrored in self-pity. You're being transferred, the department's closing down, you've been let go from your uh, maybe career path or job. Maybe your job's becoming obsolete with technology. It could mean that something pretty important in your life is coming your way if you just look hard enough and are open to that change. And perhaps being open to that change is the real biggest challenge of the constant change we face every day. So that's the four-page document, and I believe it's timeless. Now, this document was actually written in the mid to late 1970s, and we have a link to the document. I encourage you to check it out and reread it. Go through the document and ask yourself, how do some of these lessons around being resistance to change and embracing the small changes we can do in our life every day that will prepare us for big changes that are thrown our way. Think about how you can apply some of those lessons with your partner, in your job, in your business, with your finances, in your physical health, in all these different areas of our life that are always being changed or they're evolving. Think about how this can apply and ask yourself this focusing question. If I could just change one thing about my insert blank, job, business, health, relationship with my spouse. If I could just change one thing, what would that be? And when would I know that the change was complete? So thanks for giving that a listen. Again, my encouragement to you with this episode that's a little bit more unique is if you felt that this was applicable or you could use this with your family, with your colleagues, or with your team, take this doc and print it out and maybe sit down with your team and popcorn read it together and talk about parallels in today's world and how it applies and how some of the uh, tools or resources about embracing change could apply today in your business or in your life. If you found value in today's content, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss a lesson to become the leader that you deserve to be. And until next time, lead on. 